See, I should just do this podcast with AI. <laughs> it would be better. You ready for this? I'm ready. You're ready. Actually, we're not. We don't feel ready, but we're we have to be ready. So, <laughs> gotta have your game face on today. That's right. It's game day. It is game day. That's a good analogy for this. It's mm-hmm. the Calvary cast. We're showing up. We've prepared some. Maybe. We're showing up and we're showing out. We're showing up. We're showing out. I am Graham Parker, associate pastor, at Calvary Bible Church. Across from me, Jess Miller, lead pastor. And I can smell the newness of the That's microphone. Right. You Folks. smell that new microphone smell? That's a thing, like a new car smell. It's a new <laughs> microphone smell. Do you smell it or no? Not really. Are you serious? Not really. That's me smelling the microphone. It's like a <laughs> this little... This fascinating It, it smells radio. like a new plastic or a new, yeah. you know, something new you just got. Because this is these are new we got, microphones. We got a new setup a little bit here. We got us some... New, we decided... Earphones. We got some new microphones some new stands you got new headphones we are we are rolling we are rolling and uh hopefully it sounds maybe just a smidge better for people we appreciate the wonderful folks listening to the podcast and we thought what can we do for our lovely loyal listeners other than make us sound better that's right that's so right <laughs> that's what we're doing on to make your wednesday even brighter to make and today you kind of need to brighten your wednesday a little bit right, that's right yeah. it's just a little it's kind of dreary and windy and fall day although it, it, the temperature is wonderful oh it's really actually fantastic great, right? i thought it was gonna be cold this morning it's not it's a short t-shirt kind of day yeah but uh it looks like it should be about 50 degrees and rainy it's nice though. It's nice. We would have we would have killed somebody for this back in what July, like July fifteenth. Could you imagine if we could have I'd, a day I'd like that? Be a strong, strong. Uh, Maybe not kill somebody. I mean, yeah. seriously injured. Would have would have enjoyed a day like that. Back that's right. Okay, that's another let's way just, to put it. Let's yeah. Just put it that way. <laughs> There's no bodily harm yeah. done at all. We just need, need we would have really murder. enjoyed this day back. <laughs> don't don't take it to murder. <laughs> anyway, Uh... I have nothing else. Do you have anything else to tell the people? No. Okay. Let's hit it. Topic of the day. There we go. Nice. A kind of a uh, <laughs> interesting uh, voice there. Thank you, AI. Uh, so today's topic, we're jumping in. We're only three minutes into the podcast. We're just getting right into it. Before we do that, because I thought of something when you said AI. Okay. So yesterday I got on, um, what's the what's the website for AI that everybody's using? I don't remember. There's what lots, but you're probably talking about chat GPT. Yes, that one. I've oh, there's more than it. that? Okay. I don't know. There's, I did yeah, yesterday. Tons of AI stuff. And I put in there, because I'm studying for... You didn't write your sermon with AI, no, did you? No, but let me tell you what. You... You, it put together, I did a, I was just curious. I never what, used what, what it. What would it do? Yeah, yeah. And so we had talked about Cyrus on Sunday night sure. in um, Ezra chapter one. And I put in there something about, you know, put together a Sunday school lesson based on Cyrus and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was outlined really nice. And 
I was like, dude, I could just kind of print this out and take this in, you know? So if you're but, wondering why Sunday night's lesson was so bad. <laughs> no, I did it yesterday. Or good. Oh, you did it yesterday. I did it yesterday, so I didn't. But what I could see profit in that is, is in research. It's yeah. like a research assistant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted a research assistant because if, if it's like, okay, I don't have time to really dig into mm-hmm. who this person is or right. what's, you know, whatever, you could type that stuff in. It'll... It'll bring you out outlines, all the information you need. It's really, it's kind of helpful. You could also do a sermon on it, but that would be lame. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is, uh, we're way off the tracks, but that's okay. I mean, because there's been lots of conversations and articles recently about sermon prep and AI. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit like plagiarism to me. Yeah. It's not your thoughts. No, when I say you could do it, I'm not saying you should do it. Right. I'm saying I could see a person doing it, but... Um, what I saw was something that was pretty detailed Mm -hmm. and the more specific you can get about your vein of Christianity and you use some of those keywords, I was playing with stuff and then it would come out like I did one for Romans eight, uh, for the 28 to 30 in a certain soteriological perspective. And I put that in there and it just brought it. I mean, so it's what it's doing. I think it's like a Google on steroids. And then it combines all the information it gathers from probably every sermon on the mm-hmm. web and Sunday. I don't know how it does it. Gathers those things together, mm-hmm. and you can get some pretty infor- pretty good information. There you go. But you got to be real specific on what you put in there. Yeah. Um, and that. But anyway, just thought I'd throw that out because you mentioned the AI. It's getting yeah. pretty pretty intense with what is what's available out there. Yeah. In, in this is just wonderful analysis about artificial intelligence from the Calvercast. Thank yeah. you. Well, you come to us for everything. Next week when we do our podcast, we can just say, type it in there, go to chat GDP, get us an outline for uh, this topic. That's and- right. Next week, though, it might be financial advice we might give or something like that, you know, because we just cover all the topics for people. Yep. Anyway, that is not the topic of the day. Nope. That was banter. That was banter. You're going to have to hit the button again for there. There you go. Topic of the day. Okay. Now, actually, the topic of the day, every member ministry. Uh, For sure. For sure. We decided, let's talk a little bit about ministry Mm -hmm. and how every member of the body is a part of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think of Ephesians chapter 4. I'll just start us here. So Ephesians 4, verse 11, and he gave, speaking about Jesus, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith, of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And then get down to verse 16. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow, so that it builds itself up in love. So, this is kind of where we start. I think it gives us a good introduction into this idea of every member ministry. What Paul is talking about is these offices given to the church. Now, we think apostles, of course, and prophets ceased. They're no longer in operation. But the, especially the shepherd-teacher, pastor-elder role is. And so for us who are, right, we're specifically, part of our role is to equip the rest of the body to do the work of the ministry. That's part of the role, yeah. That would according be, to this. That would be according to Ephesians 4. And of course, then it has this 
wonderful culmination, right? And it's working together properly and all of those things. So then we need to think about, because there can be, and maybe this is where some of this is coming from too. Do you think there can be a bit of a, a misnomer about ministry, mm-hmm. right? That it is relegated to paid professionals, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, we, with the terminology we might use, um, sometimes it can have that probably unintended consequence where we'll say things like, I'm in ministry. Right. Or I'm going into ministry. Right. You know, and not understanding that the word ministry means service. Yes. And that we're, as you said, calling this podcast Every Member Ministry. Yeah. So we're all supposed to be in this service activity right. for the church. So you said the word ministry means service, mm-hmm. and the word is the same use. It's used for deacon, right? In this, yeah, in this verse, it sure is, yeah. yeah. And so it has that idea of just, um, you know, it could have originally been a table waiter was what you would picture. And you're thinking of just nothing glamorous here, but you're just thinking of ministering to the rest of the people in the body of Christ. Okay. So every member is to be ministering or serving in the body of Christ. You know, as we're looking at this, he, he's talking about the shepherd teachers being um, the named ministers here. Okay. Every member is a minister, but they're the named ministers. They have a specific purpose. They're teaching, obviously. They're shepherding and they're teaching. And then they're doing that to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ, right? Now, what he says down in um, verse 16, he says, from whom the whole body, so now he uses the imagery here of a human body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part of the body is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So the saints themselves are being equipped for ministry. They need to see themselves as a member of the body of Christ, and they are to be working properly. You know, just like in a human body, if if one of the members isn't working properly, that creates problems for the whole body. Uh, in this way, he's using that metaphor to say, look, we're all part, we're, we're, we're held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. I would argue that he's referring to, at least in part, equi- equipping the saints there for the work of ministry. You're ministering to the body primarily. And it's then causing the body to grow. Right. Uh, another connecting passage, and we should just talk about this before we jump into some of these other things, but in 1 Corinthians 12. Yes. Right. Uh, an important... Well, because Paul's again using this image of the body there in 1 Corinthians 12. So he says in verse 4, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There you go. So that's really important to understand in the, the, the work of ministry. If everyone's a minister, and Paul is saying, you've been given a gift by the Spirit for the common good. So there's something you're to be utilizing that to serve others, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes on, he's going to use this image of the body. So he says in verses 18 and 19, uh, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, 
each one of them as he chose. Mm. If all were a single member, where would be where would be the body? Where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts yet one body. So you need, and he's going to go on and say, you need the hand, you need the arm, you need the eye, you need the smelling, mm-hmm. all of those parts to make a body and to make it work. Right. And so there's this, I suppose, this correlation we could draw where all those members are, again, ministering to one another. They're yeah. dependent upon one another, right. we could say. Yep, interdependent. Yes. And when it, that's why the, the body imagery is so important, because it's showing the interdependence and interconnectivity of the members of the body, and that no member of the body, no matter what your gifting is, should feel inferior to the others, but feel you should feel um, and not superior to the others, but you should feel just a part of the body doing your job. Right. You know, um, a foot isn't jealous of the hand. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it just recognizes it's the foot. It does its job. The hand does its job. And so you were all just interdependent, interconnected, and uh, part of the body. And I don't think Christians often view. Um, well, there there can become a problem when Christians don't view themselves in this way yes. with the way that the Bible lays yes. out that you should view yourself yes. as a as an interconnected, vital component to the body itself that you need to be working properly, or the body isn't going to grow right. in the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, so I think that's that's the heart of this podcast, right? And it, it especially it, to the people of Calvary Bible Church, right? Hear this as if you're a part of Calvary Bible Church, you are vital. And you have a vital ministry to play here. Right. And we're all dependent upon you (laughs) ministering and using that gift the Lord has given, ministering to one another. And that's, I think, you know, we talked about seeker sensitivism a couple times ago. And one of the unintended results of seeker sensitivism, I think, was that it took away this view of yourself in an attendance of a church yes. because there was such a focus on the Sunday morning, just being an event that you didn't really take much part in. Um, you know, and you, you show up to this event, but it's not really just in the church then just becomes about you attending this event once a week, if you right. want to, instead of you becoming a member of the body of Christ, right. right? In which you are to be using gifts, talents, time, all those things for the good of the body. Right. I think uh, Romans 12 is another really yes. good passage. It That's says, For by the grace given to me, verse 3, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. So you are to think about your place in, in your church each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. That's that's connected right to 1 Corinthians 12. God has given each one a measure of faith and of gifting, as he'll talk about here in a minute. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. That's that interconnectivity aspect having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, there's our grace giftings, let us use them. 
If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service and our serving, the one who teaches and is teaching, the one who exhorts and is exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So there we are. Like God assigns these giftings, these abilities, um, and they are designed for the common good because you are interconnected and interdependent on the rest of the body. You're a member. And so it should be every member ministering according to the grace gifting that God has given them. Yeah. So really what the New Testament is calling every believer to do is to adopt this mindset. I think, well, yeah, I know so. A a ministry mindset. Yeah. That there's no... uh, distinction in that way, like between those who are in ministry and those who are not. Right. Every one of us is in ministry. Yeah. And that should be, I think for some people, that would come as a real radical mind shift. Right. right? They don't think of themselves in that way. No, they really don't. Or they may have, and we can talk about this in a minute, but they have the issue of, well, what can I offer? Yes. And so that's where I think we'll need to talk about that that. uh, in, in, in a minute here, if you want. But um, this is having, there's a reason that Paul keeps bringing this body metaphor up because it's so important to see yourself as intertwined with the body of Christ and not just a spectator, not yes. just an attender. Um, and even for pastors to recognize, look, you know, you're not better than everyone else yeah. in the body. And you're not everything. That's right. The bo- the, the church cannot rise and fall that's right. on the the pastor elder alone. Yes. I think a pastor has to have and some would probably disagree with me on this. The ones that really made preaching mm-hmm. a calling. Mm-hmm. I'm called to be a preacher. Well, I mean that may be true in the sense of God has called you, saved you and equipped you with a gifting that's clearly to preach and he would expect you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um but I I'm not convinced it's it's any more than anybody else's calling and grace yeah. gifting that's been given to them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when a pastor's identity is all wrapped up in this, this calling, mm-hmm. what, you know, of this to, to pastoral ministry, he's forgetting oftentimes that he's just one member of the body. Yeah. Everything that he does that is good comes from God, that it's his gifting. And, um, and so then sometimes the body itself can be feel down, you know, downplayed or, or inferior to this blah, this really big right. thing because of what you do is public or whatever. Right. So, I mean, there's danger in yeah. that. That's, I guess that's why I'm bringing that out. Well, and too, I think what that can do is it can cause you to, de- to neglect other quote unquote more menial areas of ministry as right. well, yeah. right? That they're not as equally important. Right, right. And, and it could also even neglect, you know, the one of the, I think from Ephesians 4, the priorities mm-hmm. of the elder pastor is to equip others to do ministry. Right, right. You know, so that means it's, you know, absolutely in preaching and teaching you're doing that, but that's not the only way you're equipping no. the saints. And that's why it's shepherd, right? Shepherd te- teacher yes. is how we think that probably should be translated, shepherd teacher. And the idea is, because under that heading of pastor or shepherd, there's so many different things that you have to do yes. in ministry, um, ministering to people to equip people and to help people and to, and that, and then yes, the teaching aspect, which is 
really important in Ephesians 4 because that's keeping your people doctrinally sound. And right, well, that, where he's going to, you know, he's going to say, so they're not tossed every by to and fro by every wave of doctrine. So mm-hmm. you got to have that teaching in order that's to... That's right. Solidify. We don't want to diminish the importance. That's no. why Paul will say in Romans 12, like, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but with sober judgment. Right. Like, recognize that preaching, I don't want to diminish the role of preaching, that that's an important gifting that the church depends upon. Yes. And so I don't want to diminish it, but yet um, it's not everything. Right. Even even for the body of Christ, it's not everything. Every part needs to be working properly if the church is going to grow as it's supposed to, into maturity, into Christ-likeness. Right. Okay, so let's talk then, because here's, I think, where the rubber meets the road. If everybody's to be a minister, and people go, well, I, I'm not vocationally trained in that way. I, I, I work a job. I change tires. You know, I'm tired all the time, and I don't see any particular gifting. How do I minister to people? So maybe we could talk about people, ways that people minister in the church and make it specific to our church. Do that? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, two, let's break. I, I think we'll just say it in two general ways. First of all, okay. there are uh, what we'll call programmatized ministries, okay. services in the church that need to be filled. Okay. okay. This could be anything from cleaning the building to um, playing in the music team uh, to helping at Awana. To you know, yeah. all those things that we have, like, hey, we need people in children's church now, or um, nursery workers. Nursery workers. Those things are programmatized ministries that need filling. And many of those, it's important. You don't. Some of them, you don't need a, a specific spiritual gifting to accomplish. <laughs> right. Like cleaning the building. Right. Um, or even being a listener at Awana. Yeah. You know, or or whatever. We don't need a necessarily a grace gifting for mm-hmm. that. There are, there are ministries we just need people to fill. Now, okay, let's talk. About how is how is a like let's say um what we would say quote unquote a menial task mm-hmm. cleaning the building, mowing the lawn. Yeah, how is that a ministry to the church to the body? Yeah, because you're you are doing something that is supporting the whole ministry, the whole body, mm-hmm. and what it's supposed to be doing. And I think like. The, those ministries are very Christ-like. If we if we think of John thirteen and Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, which was the most menial of tasks one could do, you know, reserved for a slave in those days. Um, those are when you're accomplishing those kinds of tasks. Those are that's serving the body. It's contributing to the progress of everything going on and and forwarding the gospel, even though it doesn't feel exciting, but right. it is. Uh, or it doesn't feel exciting, but it is important. And and it's very Christ-like, because it's just, you know, there it pictures Jesus in John 13. It says he, he took off his outer garment and put on the, the towel of, you know, of a slave, basically, and mm-hmm. filled the basin and goes around one. So I think just looking for opportunities that, hey, the church needs this done, the church needs help in this way, you know, to pray, really consider those things and maybe step in where where things are needed. Okay. You know. So programmatized ministry, right. one way people can serve. Yep. Uh, but not everybody is able to physically serve, right? They can't clean there, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. And they don't do children who will. They can't sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're not a gifted teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to stand up and expound. 
And so they're really going, well, how do I serve? How do I minister? Right. Well, if you, you know, even in, I'll just use a couple out of the list here in, in Romans 12 to show that when oftentimes we think of spiritual giftings, we primarily think of either people are thinking of the uh, tongues, speaking yeah. in tongues and all those, <laughs> or they're thinking of prominent teaching ministries or whatever. Yes. But yet, you know, he has he has lists here, and these aren't exhaustive lists. I'm not convinced any of them are. Any of the lists in the in the scriptures are exhaustive about spiritual giftings or grace giftings. Um, there's service, just general serving, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, uh, exhortation, teaching, generosity, leading, in uh, acts of mercy. You know, if you think about things that. Okay, let's say non-programmatized ministries. Um, you know, think of the of acts of mercy. We see people in need in the church. Mm-hmm. You'll see people in need of the church, and especially people that have a unique mercy gifting that God is gifting them in that way. You don't need pastor's permission. You don't need board approval. You don't need a program to tell you help that person in need. Right. Right. And things like that, or just general serving in people, or, um, you know, discipling of somebody that's younger by simply, what do I mean by discipling? Getting with them and going through a book with them or whatever. And we've talked about some of those things before. What we're really, what we get, what I get excited about at Calvary is when I hear about ministries that are happening to people, Mm -hmm. to individuals or couples or families that weren't planned, the person wasn't asked, they just saw the need, and they stepped in. Yep. So I think even if you keep going on in, in Romans chapter 12, and starting like in verse 9, ways that you minister to one another that we wouldn't even consider as like, quote-unquote, spiritual gifts, you know, the heading in the ESV is marks of the true Christian, right? These are fruits of the Spirit, but they serve the body, like love, <laughs> yeah. right? Holding fast to what is good, um, showing honor, serving the Lord, uh, contributing to the needs of the saints, showing hospitality, um, associating with the lowly, right? All yeah. of those things are ways that you're serving the body and ministering right. Right. to one another. So I think what that's saying is just being a faithful Christian, right? Yeah. a faithful participant of the body of Christ, obeying the one another commands of Scripture, in that way you're ministering to the body. That's not programmatized. It's just natural. That's right. And that's really, I think, what we want to emphasize more is the more yes. natural ministries and um, where there's a need, just fill it. Um, we, what, however, you know, whatever that looks like. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, just a little bit. A, a Sunday morning is an opportunity for ministry, yes. and here's a very simple way. You sing, right? Like mm-hmm. when Paul says in Colossians 3, singing to one another, psalms right. and hymns and spiritual songs, right. you're teaching and admonishing. That's a ministry. Right. Very much so. So, again, the, that that fights against the consumeristic mentality of right. Christianity. Right. It not only feeds your own soul, but it feeds others as well. Mm-hmm. You're doing ministry. You're functioning as the body should, and that's that glorifies God. That's right. Um, going, we've talked about this before too. Like greeting visitors on a Sunday yeah. morning, that's a form of hospitality. Yeah. Um, and you're recognizing this person hasn't been there before; they're newer, and you just go say hi to them. You know, and and ask them about themselves, where they're coming from, you know, and things like that means a lot. That's ministering to people. 
it's ministering to them, but it's also helping our body out too. And um, I think, and if you just pray to the Lord, if you if you ask the Lord, like direct me to people that need my help, my ministry, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, He will do that. Yeah. It, giving money is a ministry. Yeah, it's a mass. It's listed there in yeah. chapter twelve. There's a giving gift. Like some people either have a lot of money or just the gift of giving and God supplies for them. They're able to be generous. They're generous with their time. They're generous with their possessions. Right. right? All of those things, those are gifts of generosity. Uh, Okay, a couple of questions then maybe to think about. Because I think sometimes in ministry, especially programmatized ministry, people get burnt out, Mm -hmm. we would say. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't really like that term very Mm -hmm. much Mm because... I, 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 but that can be the feeling that people, or we, we lose the joy. Mm-hmm. It's challenging, right? Like, you know, you've worked a, a full time job and, and then you have a ministry you've committed to serve in and you're tired. And people can be challenging, right? Like all of these different things. So, what should we do when we have those feelings mm-hmm. come? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just kind of generally answering that in a couple ways. First of all, you might want to ask yourself why you're burnt out in your ministry, because sometimes it's underlying issues that are even in your own mind and heart that shouldn't be there, um, that is robbing you of the joy of serving and ministering. I think a, a fresh look back at Christ all the time in John 13 and seeing him serve his people, and then also thinking about the cross. And even John says, you know, if he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our life for the brothers. You know, a fresh look at the gospel helps with that. I think just simply praying through it and saying, Lord, I really don't, you know my heart. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do this tonight or, you know, whatever. And, but I need to, Mm -hmm. and I want to be faithful Mm -hmm. to what I've providentially been committed Mm -hmm. to. And will you just help me? Mm-hmm. And I think even in my experience, not just as a pastor, but even before that, God is faithful to answer yeah. your prayer to be faithful, even if it's just that next time, that next time. Yep. And um, and so I, I think that it's anything that is good for us or for others, our flesh is going to resist it, <laughs> yeah. and the spiritual enemies are going to be against it as yeah. well. And so we just have to... We have to know ministry is not always fun. Mm -hmm. It's not always enjoyable. What you're doing isn't always enjoyable. The the greatest ministry the world has ever seen is when Christ died for our sins, serving us. He died for our sins. There was nothing enjoyable Mm -hmm. about it. It was painful. It was excruciating. It was sacrificial, right? So I think sometimes we think we should be enjoying ministry all the time. It should be fun for us. And that's just that's just not true. Yeah. Sometimes ministry is work. Yeah. It's effort. It's sacrifice. It's tiring. But <clears throat> if we remind ourselves of what we're doing, and we depend on, like Peter says, you know, uh, whatever wh- whoever serves, let him serve in the strength that God supplies, so mm. that in Him, He's getting credit for everything. He's getting glory for everything. I mean, there's there's a present strength you need every time, no matter what ministry you're doing. Yeah, and so I think it's just praying through that ministry yeah. and and uh, is the best solution. The worst thing you can do is just ignore that feeling of not wanting mm. to do it, and just. 
well, I'll just do it anyway, and you kind of have a bad attitude about it, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You need to you need to recognize that attitude is wrong. Yeah. And then confront it with the gospel, confront it with um, prayer, and then ask the Lord to help you. Well, I think to, uh, those times should cause us to recognize weakness, insufficiency right. for ministry, right? Because I don't have joy for this right now. I need help from the Spirit to do this. Now, I think on the flip side, though, because I, I want to emphasize this too, we f- people will often begrudge ministry or say, oh, it's so hard or whatever, but they the reality is there's a lot of joy yeah. <laughs> to be found in right. ministry. Right. Like I can honestly say I enjoy the work of ministry Right. most days. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. It, there is great joy that comes from, and this is before I was here when I was working a full-time job and serving as a layperson. there's real joy that's found from giving my life to Christ and the local church right. and serving people and watching people, well, growing myself, and seeing other people grow in delight of the Lord, being used of the Lord in other people's lives, there's real joy That's right. in that. Yeah, uh, a soul satisfying joy. Usually, the battle, the joyless battle, is leading up to doing what you need to do. Yes. So you're thinking, okay, tonight I've got to <laughs> do this ministry, and you're thinking, man, I'm tired. I'd rather just kind of chill out at home yep. or whatever. And and that's robbing you some of some joy. But again, if you confront that and you pray through it, usually, just like you said, usually you go find enjoyment in your ministry, mm-hmm. and um, it's very fulfilling. Matter of fact, you know Jesus said in um, in John thirteen, he got done washing their feet. So uh, Jesus says, "You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am." If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. This is sometimes to say happy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like there's going to be joy in this. There's going to be blessedness in if you know these things about serving and you're getting what I'm showing you here as I wash your feet. Now, if you do this to one another, blessing is in that. Yeah. And um, and that's why I say I, ministry can be hard. Ministry to people, challenging, fatiguing, sacrificial, painful at times. But Jesus says there's blessedness in it, yeah. and um, th- that you wouldn't have if you didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have two other thoughts slash questions, and we can land this plane, okay? Uh, the first one is a question, and we can both answer this, but why do you need to do ministry? And we've kind of already touched on it in a way, but one thought I have in this is very practical in terms of connection to, our, to any local church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think people... Uh, can feel disconnected from the local church in terms of involvement or whatever. It doesn't feel like home. Here is one way very practically Mm -hmm. in terms to make a church your home is to have a ministry mindset where you walk in and you say, this is my place, these are my people, and I'm here to serve, and now I'm going to look for whatever ways I can serve, and that might start with menial tasks or it might just start with greeting people. Right. Yep. Seeking to talk to people. Yep. Have conversations and relationships. Yep. So I say that I guess as a as an encouragement mm-hmm. and as a 
Like there's the the church needs you to minister, and you need you to minister. Right. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that? that's right. I think that you'll you'll gain relationships. Yeah. In ministry, I mean, you know, just using the example, if you said, okay, on Sunday mornings I'm going to greet visitors, you're going to meet people. Yeah. And, you're and gonna, some people are like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to get to know them, and then yeah. like you know. Um, that's one way, you know, other, other ways of, as you engage in other people's lives that need your ministry in that time, you know, relationships are built. And so I think there's a lot of benefits like that, that flow from it. Spiritual benefits, yeah. relational, Christ, yes. Christ-centered relational benefits. Yeah. Okay. One more question, unless you have anything else, but I would, are there wrong motivations people can have for ministry or in ministry? Absolutely. Um, Bible speaks of those, um, selfish gain. Yeah. Um, you can have a desire for vain glory. Yes. When you want people to know about your ministries. (laughs) Craving the approval and praise of others. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what first, uh, first Corinthians, uh, 11 or not 11, uh, 12, 13, you know, you're desiring the showy gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, they wanted, yeah. Everybody go, wow, look at that guy. He can That's really right. speak in tongues good. We can't understand him at all. Right. <laughs> Jealousy. Jealousy. You know, uh, if somebody comes to the church and they're, quote unquote, better than you, more gifted than you in a certain area, and you see it, and uh, you become jealous. Yeah. Now you know that your mo- underlying current emotives mm-hmm. might have been off mm-hmm. to begin with. Uh, so yeah, there's dangers in those, in those areas, but we don't, I want to emphasize this. We don't want people, you don't want to be paranoid about this no. because what happens then is that could paralyze you. Right. Cause then I've heard people say, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do it unless I know I'm doing it for the right motive. Well, right. Paul said in Romans seven that even when we want to do right, evil right. lies close at hand. We right. all have wrong motives in ministries that we do all time yes. that are kind of concurrent to the good motives. Just make sure you're aware of the wrong ones and be putting those to death and just do yes. it, you know. Right. Do it anyway. And that's why I bring it up just as an awareness that there can be wrong motivations. Right, exactly, yeah. And people can, you know, and I would say even more so, I was thinking in terms of uh, people that would desire to be the a preacher or something, but they're right. not gifted or not right. spiritually mature, right. Right? right? You know, they have a wrong motivation and they want that because they want the praise that comes from men, things like that. Yes. So. Just be be aware of that reality. Well, we thank you for listening to the podcast today, and we pray that this conversation has helped you and served well the people here at Calvary Bible Church and those who are outside uh, in other local churches as well. We pray that everyone is growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you enjoy this podcast, consider giving us a review and a rating, sharing it with your friends. We always love to hear from our listeners. So if you're part of our church, very easy to get a hold of us call us, text us, talk to us, or send us an email at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. Email us feedback on the podcast, questions, or topics you want to tackle. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the Cast. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. Until next time.